Welcome to episode 424 of the show. Now, before I begin, I'd like to apologize because today is one of those daddy uh, day recordings, and that's because um, schools are gradually winding down. The oldest one is uh, wrapping up his um, papers, and then the baby of the house is home because he is on holiday. So, I'm here in the living room trying to get some work done and I'm making this recording with the TV on so uh, ignore the noise you hear in the background and any giggling or laughing or uh, crashing noises that you hear in the background. Um, that's just part of the adventure of um, that's just part of the adventure of uh, trying to build your hustle when you have uh, little ones along with you and you decide to use your house as your um, office so. Those are some of the interesting things to look forward to, as for those of you who don't have um, kids. So, with that out of the way, um, today I'd like us to look at something really um, interesting that I've uh, noticed um, for a while, for a number of years actually. So, uh, for those of you who've been listening to the podcast for uh, from the get, you'll, uh, I'm sure you figured out that I don't do uh, interviews. I haven't interviewed anyone, although at some point I had planned to um, interview my friend and wedding planner, um, Omotola, but she's currently out of the country. She's doing a master's program in event management or something like that. And so when she gets back um, from her studies, I will have her on the show. Um, that should be next year. So that we can talk about uh, the stuff that she um, had learned and then uh, maybe get uh, firsthand a different um, viewpoint or a different flair about um, event management, you know, outside the shores of Nigeria. So let's find out what her professors taught her, what her internships were like, what planning um, events in uh, other climates were like, um, how similar or how different they are from Nigeria, you know, etc., etc. Lots of interesting things that we can explore. Anyway, so um, I still have been looking for other people to interview on the podcast and I figured out, um, I noticed something really, really interesting because you're researching people and so you hit them up on Instagram or Twitter or uh, LinkedIn, you know, wherever you find uh, these people. And I'm trying to do some research to make sure that anyone I have on the podcast is going to have useful and valuable stuff to deliver to you guys. Um, one of the things that I'm looking out for is I want to find people who are process-oriented because that ties in with one of the central ideas that we discuss here on the podcast that uh, to make progress, you need to have a process, you need to have a framework, you can't wake up and freestyle every day. And apart from looking for people that are process-oriented, I'm trying to find people who have um, uniquely different things to say, um, apart from what I've been saying here on the podcast, but things that also blend and jive um, with having a sales framework, a conversational-led um, way of doing your selling and marketing. And so those are the kind of things that I'm uh, looking out for. So because of that, I'm researching people, checking out websites, checking out Instagram, checking out Twitter, uh, checking LinkedIn, all kinds of places. And um, eventually, I initiate the conversation with the person. And uh, one thing that I found really curious, especially for um, since most of the people that I'm looking at are in the uh, communications um, trade, you know, other people who have uh, different perspectives around sales or maybe uh, marketing or advertising or things like that. So one thing that I found uh, quite interesting is that for some reason, we start off the conversation on one platform and then everybody's keen to try and migrate the thing to um, email. 
And um, it's something that I found uh, kind of um, frustrating, and I mentioned it to my wife. And uh, funny enough, she has been finding some of those frustrations as well when she's reaching out to other vendors because she wants to get um, business uh, done um, through uh, through them. So, for instance, my wife uh, likes to do lots of research about stuff for the kids using Instagram, so she can find toys, uh, pajamas, um, let's see what else, uh, water bottles. Um, sorry, not water bottles, you know, these flasks that you buy for kids to take to primary school, you know, looking for nice, robust um, flasks. Um, what else? Home de uh, decor ideas, you know, all sorts of things. Um, the way that my wife uses Instagram is drastically different from what it is that I do. So, I mean, for me, Instagram is purely a business thing. So I go there, I put up my content, and I'm doing networking, and then I'm out. But then my wife is using it for extremely personal purposes. So she also finds it frustrating that she finds something that she likes and maybe she hits this person up like, hey, how far? I like your uh, pajamas, you know, how much? And then the person is trying to slide the conversation um, into uh, email. And the point, um, the, the way that I um, look at things really is that for those of us who are micro and small um, business op um, operators, I know that some of you might be offended by that title, but looking at things from the Nigerian perspective, where you say a small business, I can't remember, but I think is it, I think it's close to 100 million or 500 million in revenue or something like that. So very few of us are doing those kinds of numbers of 100 uh, million a year or 500 million a year. So we will be categorized as um, small, um, small or medium scale or micro, sorry, small or micro businesses. So when you are in the small or in the micro space, I really think you should just take the engagement wherever it comes. And there's no point in introducing other uh, points of uh, friction to the whole um, process. Because when somebody hits you up to say, I like these pajamas, how much do these pajamas cost? And then you say, can you send me an email instead? You are introducing a point of friction and most likely you might lose that customer. And um, you say, hey, it doesn't matter. If she really wants the pajamas for her kids, then she's going to continue the conversation. But it still doesn't change the fact that 10 people are reaching out to you. And because of this process, this friction that you're throwing in the way, maybe um, out of the 10, uh, six send that email, four have fallen by the wayside. And of course, you know that for the four that send you the email, it doesn't mean you're going to close the deal with all um, four of them. Now, it doesn't seem like it's a big deal when you look at things from a weekly perspective that four people just fell away and now you are left with six. But if you multiply that by 52 weeks in a year, that looks like a lot. That's actually four people a week on average multiplied by 52. And that's the number of possible business opportunities that you're losing just because you think that for some reason to be a serious business owner um, in Nigeria or wherever you are, you have to conduct business through email. So for small and micro uh, business folks, I'm not sure what the definition is, is in America, but I think in Nigeria it's either it's 100 mil. I have to check to be sure. Actually, I should have checked before I started this uh, podcast recording, so forgive me. But I remember filling some forms in the bank sometime and the number I saw was uh, really impressive. You know, 100 mil or uh, I think 500 mil or something like that. So, uh, for those of us in this space, people don't expect us to be big corporations. People expect a personal touch. And so, it really is not a problem if somebody sends you a DM uh, because they want to buy pajamas. And then it happens to be um, you, Kemi, who is responding to the messages. It's really not that much a big deal. But for huge corporations, yes, it might be a problem if you're trying to get in touch with your internet service provider. And you're getting the feel that the person who is responding is a stay-at-home mom 
or um, or uh, stay-at-home dad or something like that. So, yes, at the corporation level, uh, when you're dealing with uh, big corporations, that might be a problem. But at this stage of the business, it's actually not a problem at all. And you shouldn't be throwing friction in the point of um, closing the deal. So take the engagement wherever it is that it uh, comes. So if someone reaches out to you uh, on Instagram DM, say, what's up? How much are your pajamas? How much are your water bottles? How much are your school bags? How much are your socks? How much are your shoes? You know, Go ahead and finish um, the conversation see it through on that particular channel and don't throw um, add any friction into the process now if you and your teammates have found that the most efficient way to conclude things is over email or to keep records is over email then you can make that your final step you say oh thank you very much uh, mrs china now that we've discussed everything this is exactly what we have agreed to this is exactly what we have uh, agreed to. Would you be okay if I send you an email just to confirm all these details before you make um, the payment, before you make the transfer? So in that case, it's a different thing because you have handled the conversation all the way through to the end and you're making a reasonable quest, which is, okay, now that we've agreed that you're going to buy uh, five uh, pajamas at uh, 6,000 naira each and that is a total of, is that 30,000? 30,000 naira. Would you be okay if we do the rest of this process by email? Let me send you an email to confirm and then let me have your email address so I can send you an invoice, you know, just so everything is nice and proper and tidy. The average person will say, oh, okay, that's fine. And in that case, that is not um, an extra uh, step of friction in the process. So I'm not saying ignore email entirely or ignore whatever policies that you guys have come up with internally. But in these early days, while you guys are uh, still considered small, it's okay to just take the engagement wherever you find it. So if they hit you up on TikTok, but you rather do things through email, continue the conversation through uh, TikTok and explore the business opportunity through TikTok um, as well. So the same applies for those of you who are knowledge um, specialists like uh, I am in the sales space. If folks reach out to you on these unconventional media. So uh, yes, you're a marketing specialist and you're used to people sending you email um, because they have seen your Google sponsored ads or whatever. But if someone hits you up on Instagram DM and you guys are chatting casually, by all means, continue the chat. Eventually you will get to the point where it might be much more uh, convenient or faster to um, switch channels. And in that case, you can do so like a true professional, like. Um, hey dude, sorry, uh, we've been chatting um, for three days. I hope you don't mind if you switch to phone. I just feel like if I have a phone call with you, we'll be able to talk through uh, your problems a lot quicker instead of um, instead of uh, uh, pinging back and forth over Twitter or pinging back and forth over um, Instagram. And that's a reasonable discussion. Sorry, that's a reasonable um, request to make. So that's the way they should handle it rather than the person hits you up the first time and because you think it's proper or professional or befitting of your status or befitting of the industry or befitting of whatever context you think you have in your head that you just try and shift it immediately to phone call or shift it immediately to uh, Instagram, sorry, to email because you think that's more professional. Um, by the way, in case you haven't figured it out, if this is your first time of listening to the podcast, I am partial to phone calls, and that's a mistake I used to make in the beginning. I tried to funnel everybody immediately into phone calls. A bride would send me uh, an email saying, uh, seeing your work, um, love your work, are you available for so-so-so-and-so, and my reply would be, can I have your phone number? 
pretty much. I mean, as a summary, can I have your phone number? And um, uh, I used to lose lots of people in the process because once you do that phone number thing, for some reason, some brides will hand you the phone number, but lots of brides would just go ghost and then you wouldn't be able to revive the conversation after that. So I'm speaking from experience. So it doesn't necessarily have to be an email thing, but the bottom line is you have decided what you think was best for you and for your internal policies, but now is not the time to enforce that. You will get to a stage and a stature where you can do that and where that can be expected. But from now, just take the engagement in whatever way it comes. So if a bride sends you an email to say how much, respond and do as much as you can over email until you get to the point where you can make the reasonable request to say, uh, we could move faster uh, by talking over the phone or uh, to say, okay, now that we're done, um, uh, let's see. Okay, so for wedding planners, I know wedding planners like to have uh, the, um, what's that called? What's it called? Like a physical consultation where you sit down with the bride and the groom. So you push the email for a while before you now uh, make a play for the um, physical uh, consultation meeting. You know where you're sitting down in their house or you're or they are sitting down um, in your office so don't make a play for that right from the beginning um, take the engagement uh, wherever it comes so that's it uh, pretty much and so in case you haven't um, figured this out um, even though mortal is no longer in the country I have been looking for other people to feature on the show so that we can have uh, different um, perspectives around these sorts of issues that we talk about over here so um, in the coming month or two Expect to hear some other voices on the podcast um, apart from mine. And please uh, hit me up. Let me know um, what you think. There's the feedback function that's in Anchor and in Spotify. You can hit the message bubble. You can send me audio messages and you can also send me text messages. I see them here in the app. I'll be able to respond to them. Uh, incorporate the um, your feedback into future episodes of the show. And apart from that, I'll be able to vibe on, um, get a sense of um, what you guys think works and uh, what doesn't work. You know, the question format um, with the guests, the new format that we're going to uh, try out and then possible um, ideas, uh, avenues that we can explore uh, in the future um, over here on the show. So thank you very much, guys, for listening. I really value your time and attention. I'll catch you guys at the next recording.